Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 81 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I sit down and have a fantastic chat with Kevin LeClaire, the owner and founder of my favorite website and soon to be yours, NA Craft Beverages. On this episode, we talk about Kevin's personal journey through recovery and what that looks like and how he came to start NA Craft Beverages website. So let's get into it. Mr. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jessica. How are you? I am fantastic. And I'm so excited to talk to you because you are the founder and creator of my new favorite website, NA Craft Beverages. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, now, before we get into this about, about your amazing website, I wanted to back it up a little bit. And if you could give us your story and your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let me speak a little bit, just current state. Um, okay. I mar- married and have, uh, we have two kids. I have two daughters that are um, 10 and seven. Um, so I think today in my current state, um, yeah. we're, we're very active. Um, our kids are yeah. involved with sports and things like that. So um, it's just, that's one of the reasons. But if I take a step back, like what your question is, and just talk mm-hmm. about really the journey of how alcohol has played a role in my life and how it doesn't play a role in my life now, um, it goes back many years. And I think for a lot of us, alcohol is one of those things that it just fit in kind of socially, right? It's one of those things mm-hmm. that it makes you feel comfortable in a social environment. So if I look at, um, you know, kind of like my college years, right? Like alcohol was one of those things that it was just part of having fun, right? It was, it was drinking right. to have fun. It wasn't really drinking to enjoy the flavor, right? Like yes. kind of like just the, the, the lifestyle, you know, at that time, but mm-hmm. fast forwarding, you know, um, you know, throughout my journey and just being more focused around my health, you know, I shifted as I got, um, a little bit older and started looking at, 
um, the craft beer industry and moved mm-hmm. away and really developed a taste for, you know, good, high quality craft beers. Um, mm. And I, for me, like consuming alcohol, it, it's only ever been beer. I'm not really a person that is, you know, a wine drinker or drinks a bourbon or those types of things. I just like the okay. way that beer tastes and how like the beer pairs with food and those types of things. So um, I drank craft beer for a long time. I brewed my own craft beer and um, mm-hmm. really developed a taste for it. And then um, I just decided at one point, you know, as craft beer kept getting higher and higher in alcohol content and calories and things like that, just really evaluating, like, really did that fit in my lifestyle anymore? And the more and more, like I saw things that we were doing as a family, um, just, it was one of those things that didn't really fit in. So I evaluated it, I guess it's been, it's been two years now. It was February of 2018. I went snowboarding with a good friend of mine. And uh, on that trip, you know, we drank some beers. And then coming back from that trip, I had bought a book um, from a couple of guys, Andy and Rory, who um, who started the, the group called One Year No Beer. And um, oh, yeah. I got, yeah, so I, that was like really my, like, like my entry point into really evaluating, like, could I try this and just remove alcohol mm-hmm. from my life and see how that would play out? So I did a 28-day alcohol-free challenge that they, they run, and mm-hmm. um I did it for 28 days and I felt great. And I was like, look, I don't miss it. Um, and then right. I went to 90. And as I went through that, it was, um, you know, I got curious about, you know, what a good beer would taste like, but didn't have alcohol in it. And um, I guess now I'm on uh, a little over two years being alcohol free. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, when we're talking about uh, one year, no beer and, and their whole uh, program, what was what was appealing about that to you? Um, what was interesting is just the book, I guess the setup of the book and, and the way they, they talk about their story being okay. in a sales environment, the pressures yeah. of being in a sales environment and having to, I'm throwing up air quotes, like wine and dine the clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just that being the pressure of, of that environment, but what was interesting is the commitment was low. Like the barrier entry was low in the sense of like, if I really right. want to try this in my life, I can buy this book. And the commitment is I read a chapter a day and it really focuses on a lifestyle change. Um, right. It really focus the mindset of like training for a marathon and um, being active and participating in sports. Like I mentioned earlier, like snowboarding and wakeboarding and those types of things that mm-hmm. just gelled. It just gelled with my mindset and just saying like, okay, if I can approach this, like I'm training for an event, then it could mm. really, really resonate with me in the sense of like how that fits in my lifestyle. So um, the 28 day piece was really great because that's kind of what jump starts it. And then it gets more right. challenging as you go to 90 and 365. But I just think that was really cool. That is so interesting. I love how you refer to it as training for a marathon. Like that, it almost like it takes the pressure off or takes the focus off the alcohol and like is I would imagine it's like more focusing on you and where you're at and, and your mindset as opposed to like, you can't drink. This is bad. You know, like kind of like slapping your wrists. Right. Yeah. I mean, it focuses on the, on the positive aspects, right? Like it focuses on like you're, you're making a decision, you're committing to yourself that you're going to do something that is focused on your well being, right. And your, and your lifestyle. So you're still, 
like those pressures still exist, right? Like you still get put yeah. in those environments where people around you are consuming alcohol, but you just think mm-hmm. about it differently. You know, we talk about this movement of like sober curious or being mindful. You're just more mindful on those situations that I've committed to this for whatever that time frame is, right? For me, it was 28 days mm-hmm. and it turned into over two years and it's still going. But for anybody, it's just a commitment for a period of time, right? And um, yeah, I think it just, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Um, that's, that's so incredible. What have you noticed positive impacts from, from being boozeless? Um, the first one, I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't a really? heavy person, but, um, I was always kind of a slim person, but I, I lost 25 yeah. pounds, um, from Ooh, not having so. alcohol in my life. So, um, I think that was the first really physical noticeable things, right? Like, um, yeah. I, and, and then I just, I, if you look at, I mean, I have a session on NA craft that talks about kind of my personal journey, like we're talking about here. And for me, mm-hmm. it, it was really the biggest thing was just how I felt, right? I mean, even yeah. if you have a beer or something, right? It typically for depending on the person, um, it makes you feel different, right? Like even the next day, if you just have one beer in the evening, the next day you might feel like a little cloudy. So I just like the fact that um, not having that, I could be on my A game at all times. Um, Mm -hmm. it let me be in control, right. Of if we're together for a family event or we're at the beach or something like that, I'm not committing myself to a beverage. I'm not committing myself to alcohol. It says, once I make this decision, I'm going to limit what my opportunities are because if I'm committed myself to alcohol, I can't do certain things. Um, so that, that was a huge thing. It's just feeling better and, um, being in total control. Isn't that so funny? Just that you said that it's like, you think that you're gaining so much freedom by drinking alcohol, like, you know, all these false promises that alcohol gives you. But like, in reality, you're kind of putting yourself in a box because like, especially with kids, like, how are you going to go and have a couple beers and then drive? Like, are you going to drive your family? Probably not. I wouldn't suggest that. Um, right. No, no, you're then, like, not. Yeah. On. yeah. Like going for dinner, you know, like carrying on your day, like it really affects that and it affects the people around you. It does. Yeah. Like when you make that decision, I think that's a, a great analogy or like just what you've explained, like having young kids, like having daughters, like I, that's a reality. I mean, like going to the beach, like taking them to the beach and things like that. If, you know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're there and you're having fun, like it's, nice to have a refreshing beverage, but it's one thing to have a refreshing beverage that contains alcohol because you're then committing, right? You're committing to that. Yeah. that this is going to be a part of my day for the rest of my day. Um, because mm-hmm. someone that's conscious about that is, yeah, it, it's likely, you know, when they commit to that, it limits what they can do, right? They're not going to be able to, um, you know, drive their kids or things like that because that's just not a smart decision. And, um, so I think it really does. It impacts, what you can do, like, and mm-hmm. how you carry yourself, you know, within a given day and how you live your life. And I think that's going back to your question. That's, that's the biggest benefit. And what's really great about it is when you mm-hmm. remove alcohol from your life, you, you're actually given a ton more freedom. Like you said earlier, it's alcohol is this right. false promise of it's gonna, it makes, it makes me feel good. And, and maybe it does, right. For some people it does, yeah. it gives them a sensation and it feels good. Right. But yeah it also prevents them from doing some things that maybe they want to do. Right. So the fact Mm -hmm. of like not having it 
a part of their day or a part of their life, um, you're given a lot of freedom because that day at the beach, if you don't drink alcohol, then you're not limited by anything you can do. Like if you're at the beach all day, you can get in your car and you can go have dinner as a family, right? Or yeah. if you have some beverages at the beach and they don't contain alcohol, then you probably will have more energy for the rest of your evening and things like that. But if you drink a lot in the sun, you, you might not have a ton of energy and you might want to take a nap before dinner. So it's just a lot of things like that. <laughs> you might sleep through dinner. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and how, how was the reaction from like your friends and family when you decided to, you know, take a break from alcohol? What was the yeah, reaction? That, there? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I mean, it's, it was interesting. At first I got mm-hmm. a lot of questions of, of why, like what, what's the yeah. point, right? A lot of people <laughs> don't really understand it, especially if alcohol is a part of their life and they haven't had a bad experience or anything. They're just like, I don't, I don't really understand. What is the lifestyle change for? And right. like, what prompt prompted you to do it? Um, and for me, it was just, um, it was just because I wanted to do something different. It was a choice. Like I didn't have this right. like bad experience, you know, that led me to like, oh my gosh, I need to stop drinking alcohol because I'm making really poor choices. Like that was never mm-hmm. the case. I didn't go to the doctor and the doctor told me like, Hey, you're not physically fit. You're not healthy. You should not drink alcohol. Um, I'm actually, I'm a slim person. I'm healthy. And I've, I've made good choices. And when I did consume alcohol, I consumed in moderation and I thought it was responsible, but it just Mm -hmm. is one of those things that just, it didn't fit in um, really with as busy as we were getting as a family and committing more to my kids and their sports and the things that they want to do. It became less and less important, I would say in our life. Um, And it just, it was one of those things that just didn't make the cut and friends didn't really understand it because they're like, well, what's wrong with just having a beer? Like you can just have a beer. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. a beer is not usually just a beer. It turns into a beer or two. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's more than that. So I got a lot of questions and I'd say in that first 90 days, it was really probably more challenging because friends and family were just wondering like, okay, this is just a phase, right? Like you're just, you're going through this. And at the end of this, it's like, a you know, one of those diets, you'll do 30 days and then you'll be back to your normal self and you'll have a beer. With right. You. Um, Right. <laughs> but I was committed. And I didn't. People, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's funny how people like, it seems like they get almost threatened by it. Like, yeah. what? Wait, we're not doing the same thing. We're not feeling the same things. Like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's almost like a threat. And it's like, well, it has nothing to do with you. But I mean, I just love like, you know, whenever you tell someone that you're not drinking, their immediate reaction, like 99% of everyone's reaction you say that to is, well, I only drink such and such on, on the weekends, or I only do this during the week. Like everyone takes it on very personally almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I do. It's like that self-reflection. Yeah. They really internalize it and think, well, yeah, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I think that's a really good point. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're just trying to help yourself out. <laughs> yeah, like you're just trying to, you know, live life, right? And just yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when did did NA Craft come into play? How did you come up with this brilliant idea? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. 
Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. So I, I would say um, well past the 28 days, um, probably around okay. the 90 day, 90 day mark in my alcohol free journey. I just, um, I'm a person that seeks information and I just really yeah. started going after the market and just looking and what I found in, in that time frame is because I was getting questioned by family and friends like, well, so you're not drinking beer anymore. And I'm like, well, Technically, I was like, I guess I can't, I can drink a beer, but I just, I don't want a beer that has alcohol in it. So I got really curious, not really from the sobriety side of it, but really curious because I really did like the taste of beer. And I found that I missed that. Right. So like with certain foods, I'm like, oh, you know, it would be really nice if I had an IPA with this, you know, slice of pizza or something like that. So that, that curiosity got me looking at the market. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really found that there wasn't much out there. Right. And when you look at the industry specifically in the non-alcoholic beer market, um, there are some products and they've been out there for a really long time, 30 years or more. Um, and Mm -hmm. those products definitely serve a a consumer, right? They, they definitely have a a place in the market and I think they do a good job at that. Um, Mm -hmm. but they were not necessarily what I would call the craft part of the non-alcoholic beer market. Um, okay. So when I, when I started looking around and seeing what was available, it was very limited. Um, but mm-hmm. then I just started discovering that there was some new entries into the space. And um, I think one of the first craft non-alcoholic beers that I discovered was um, a beer called Hellraiser from Wellbeing okay. Brewing. Uh, yeah. I, I, tried, I tried that beer. And when I tried that, I was like, wow, like this is really good. Like this tastes like a craft beer and it almost tastes like a beer that would have alcohol, but it doesn't. Um, so right. I, I think it's through that. And then I started finding 
other breweries that we work with today um, mm-hmm. having similar products like athletic brewing. And I can name a bunch of other ones, but I think yeah. it was at that point when I saw like, there is a growing market here and there's a need for some of these products that are trying to get in market because they're so new. Um, and yeah. there has been a negative stigma about non-alcoholic beer for so long is people have to take a chance on some of these newer brands. And that's really where any craft came about was if it's non-alcoholic, it opens up the doors for us to get these products in consumers' hands at a quicker pace than it would be um, is if they were going through, you know, the normal channel that alcohol would flow through. Right, 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 right. Uh, talk about the stigmas attached to non-alcoholic products. Like what, what have you been feeling or what has, have you been hearing kind of like on the street about stigmas attached to that? Yeah, the main one is just they're not good. Like that, oh. that was the really the, the biggest one to overcome is the stigma is like, yeah. really? Like, why, why would you drink a non-alcoholic beer? It's like, just drink water right. or something else that, you know, that is flavorless, right? Why would you choose yeah. to drink a non-alcoholic beer? Um, and again, when you talk about any beverage, like if we don't focus it on just beer, let's talk about anything, right? Like taste is so mm-hmm. subjective. Like it's different right. for you than it is for me and for every other person, right? So. I think just overcoming that stigma based on maybe some of the products that have existed in the market up until this point um, haven't mm-hmm. been as good. I'm not saying they're not great. Like they're not, they're, they're bad. They're just maybe not as good. Right. Because there's still people right. that love them. Like, um, so I think overcoming that and then really opening the eyes of folks that are, um, they like want a product that is, you know, an IPA because really, the non-alcoholic mm. beer market didn't have those like the more flavorful beer styles, the varieties that exist in the craft beer market is experimenting with some of those other flavor profiles of ambers right. and golden wheats and, you know, sours and stouts. And so I think that's the point, like when those products started hitting the market and that's when things started to turn. Um, right. And I, I think it's just, yeah, they, they fill a place in the market where consumers have a lot of choice um, around mm-hmm. good quality products without having the alcohol in them. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to 
OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yeah. And I think, I mean, from my experience, when, when I was getting sober, um, you know, 10 years ago, I've been, I've been at this. Um, everything that was like non-alcoholic was either just like that O'Doul stuff or um, like Budweiser. <laughs> and it almost felt like it was just an afterthought. Like I felt like, oh, this is like the leftover stuff from the brewery and let's just package it up and see what happens and give these folks some kind of alternative. Like it just felt not special, not a lot of care went into it. It was just kind of like, eh, here, try this. This is an option for you. Like it wasn't yeah. really exciting at all. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's also something else. Like, I don't know, whenever I, th- I used to think of non-alcoholic beer, for some reason, I just always thought of like warm, weird, hoppy water. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so yeah. wrong. And I like, you know, like today, it is a whole different ball game. Like, geez, right. just looking on your site, endless possibilities of non alcoholic um, beers. And now, you know, I see you're getting into like some more mocktails. And even I love the natural craft sodas. I mean, there's just, there's just so much to do. So many, so many products out there now. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's what it is, is because taste is so subjective, right? There's mm-hmm. tons and tons of flavor flavor profiles, right, that appeal to different consumers. And that's what has changed is that a lot of times some of the products that you talked about, they were maybe they were afterthoughts. Maybe they were they, mm-hmm. they serve a specific segment of the market. But what has really changed and what our mission is within a craft is all about in- inclusivity, right? Like we want you yeah. to feel inclusive in the social environment. We want you to not feel like the second class citizen, right? That has to stand over and say, well, I'm drinking one of these other beverages that doesn't look cool, right? Or or you mm. have to drink something that compromises really your lifestyle because you go to a bar or a social environment that doesn't have one of these non-alcoholic beverages that you're talking about, right? So then may- maybe yeah. you say, well, I'm just going to have some something that's high in sugar or something like that, or you're going to get just a water. So I think that's a big part of it is that because these brands, the folks, these producers that are making quality craft beverages that appeal to us, that desire it, right. That you can have those and you feel good about having that in your hand and you feel good when you drink it because it has the placebo effect of, like drinking mm-hmm. a beer, right? Of a beer mm-hmm. that has alcohol. But if you really don't desire it, like I can get that same feeling. Like if I have, you know, I come home from the office and I'm like, I want a beer, right? With dinner. And it's like that beer that's not alcoholic has the same effect of like, ooh, that tastes great, right? But then I yeah. don't have to feel the the extra effects of the alcohol that kicks in a little bit later. Um, right. So yeah, I, I think it's just uh, what you see with a lot of the suppliers and the brands that we work with is, like what you're touching on is it's um, that's overcoming the stigma. So now that we're, you know, combating the stigma of non-alcoholic beverages, what do you look for when you're onboarding a product in a, in a beverage onto a, the NA craft site? Yeah, it's, it's about flavor. Like in mm. the, like the different, different profiles that we've talked about is really 
something that's extremely important. I mean, it's looking at the, the things that are going on around us in the market and mm-hmm. um, coming from somebody that had acquired, I, I guess, a, like a higher flavor profile palette for craft beers. It comes a lot of it into that. It's just something that is really appealing to the consumer that is of quality, right? Um, mm-hmm. So whenever we look at different um, beverages to onboard it in a craft, um, it's something that I personally taste. I taste all those those different products and the team okay. evaluates those and we, we look at the products and we also look for different things that fit in the portfolio, as I would call it, because it's not like we're just in one specific area like you touched on earlier. It's not just... Right. Right now, we have a heavier focus on non-alcoholic craft beer because that's a personal passion of mine. But we find yeah. that there's so many other things that fit into this, right? With hop water and hop teas and those yeah. types of things. So um, it, it's just it's spending a lot of time and energy and just really trying different products that are on the market and then aligning those to our mission of ones that we think are going to serve our consumers well, meaning that we feel like that they're going to get some type of emotional feeling when they try the beverage, which would be different than mm. if they had tried a beverage with alcohol, right? Like they're right. going to get this sensation of a buzz, but we want that feeling um, to be similar when they taste our products that we carry, which is like, it's a feeling of good, right? It, it tastes mm. good, you know, and it's one of those things that it's really refreshing and um, they're drinking something that, um, they're happy and they're proud to drink, right? That just mm-hmm. is very refreshing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different things and um, some of it is new. Like we look at things that are new in the market as well. Um, yeah. I think you touched on some of the mocktails and um, yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot of really cool things that we see with that. Whereas like today we're, we're working with um, a brand called St. Ivy and um, they yeah. have some really... Love them. <laughs> yeah, they, they... So they, they're, they're like, just when you talk about innovation in this space, um, mm-hmm. they're doing some really cool things because they have um, what they call a virgin gin and tonic and a virgin Moscow mule. So those flavor profiles that you're used to in beverages that, that do contain alcohol, mm-hmm. it's really exciting to see them bring those flavor profiles to beverages that give the same sensation, but they don't give the after effects. Yes. And... I mean, just speaking about St. Ivy, the packaging is adorable. It is like my favorite. <laughs> that is like a brand that I am very excited about. Um, what do you, what do you see happening as far as like trends go? Like I know you, you like beer. I like beer too. And there seems to be a growing amount of non-alcoholic beer out there. What have you noticed anything else kind of popping up as far as non-alcoholic trends? Um, that we touched on hop, hop tea. So I would say yeah, tea is one that? of those things that is um, uh, hop lark. Hop tea is a, is a very interesting brand and a product that we carry okay. as well, which is um, they take tea, but they brew it like beer. Um, and that's what you yeah. end up getting. So you get these really interesting teas that have flavor profiles similar to a beer but it's okay. tea. So it's, it's really um, a really exciting product. And I would encourage anybody to try it if they've never cool. tried it. Um, is that like, is it carbonated? Like, is it sparkly? What is the, it is somewhat carbonated. They have different okay. styles, like some are caffeinated. Um, and then they also have, um, a, then they have like chamomiles and stuff like that that are non-caffeinated. So mm-hmm. um, I would say they have them, like they appeal to um, 
different times of the day. Like if you, so I've had, um, you know, their caffeinated hop teas in the morning. Like I've had that and had that as a substitute for a coffee or something like that, or folks that just really enjoy a tea or they don't drink coffee, but they want some caffeine in the morning to get them going. But yeah. maybe they, they don't want a sugary energy drink, right. Or something like that, or a coffee right. that is loaded with sugar. So um, I think these are really good options. Um, and then they also, like I said, they make a variety of hot tea that if you're trying to wind down for the evening, they have one that is non-caffeinated. So you still get that good refreshing taste of a tea, um, mm. but you don't get the kick of the caffeine, right? So if caffeine is one of those things that might like give you a hard time to sleep, like you just, mm -hmm. you're not going to, you know, drink some caffeine right before bed. So yeah, I think it's, it's really exciting to see um, wow. what those products are doing. That's it's so innovative. It's just amazing what like what people are coming up with. I love it. And I love how you just have your finger on the pulse. Like you really create curated just a lovely selection of of interesting products that feel special. I think we well, all want to feel special, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, we want to feel good about what we're doing for ourselves and what we're drinking. And and I feel like NA Craft really facilitates that. You just make it very accessible to people. Well, thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, that that's a big goal for us is that um, when we see some of these more innovative products coming to market like this, mm -hmm. it's just, it can be more challenging, right? Like we're mm -hmm. a small business. Sometimes, I mean, they're small businesses. They're just getting started. And when you look at how some of these products have to get off the ground when you're talking about a beverage and getting across the United States, like right. that can be a, that's a big barrier to entry. That's a big hurdle to overcome. Right. And that can right. be intimidating, right. For some brands out of the gate. So one of the things that I really focus on too, is just partnering with small brands and new innovative beverages and things like that and helping when they align to our mission, right. When they align to the things that we believe in from a quality perspective and getting mm -hmm. them in the consumer's hands as quickly as we can. So like it's what you just described. It's the accessibility piece of it. And Right. Um, that's, that's part of it is like when we see things that are coming to market like that is seeking them out, understanding that and, um, figuring out how we can work together with them so that they can get their products to consumers, um, and then start getting feedback. I mean, having a yeah. shortened feedback loop to the producers that are making those products only make the product even better, right? Because absolutely they get product to market a lot quicker and they get consumer feedback a lot quicker. Yep. I mean, that feedback is essential, especially to a small business. Like, yeah, I love that. I love it. It's just, it's just so nice to see everyone working together, right? And getting these options. And it's just amazing what we can do. 2020, right. man. Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to know, what are you personally drinking right now? What is in your fridge? It's mostly beer, like you touched on. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much every variety of non-alcoholic craft beer. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all the brands that you see that we carry on in a craft, um, yeah. the fridge stays stocked with all of that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's mainly that. Um, I, I do, I mentioned hop tea earlier. I, I think hop tea is a really good product to kind of mm -hmm. get the day started. Um, so that, that is typically a go-to. Um, I, we're evaluating cold brew coffee. That's one of the things like we, you'll see, we, we have cold brew on the website. We yeah. have one brand um, highlighted on there, but we're looking at different producers and suppliers for cold brew um, 
so I just had a brand called Shift Caffeine who yeah. sent over some cold brew. So we're, we're taking a look at that. So um, I think that's probably the next area of focus for us is just looking at some of the different cold brew products and um, identifying how we can partners, partner with some folks in this space and uh, get some of those to make them more available on the NA Craft Marketplace and get them to consumers' doorsteps. Great. I love that. And like, what better place to have all your amazing non-alcoholic beverages come right to your door? You don't even have to leave your house. I mean, especially nowadays, not a lot of people are leaving their house, Uh, but like, it's just so convenient. And I just, I can't stress enough how much I love what you're doing and how grateful I am that you are making all these amazing products again, accessible. Um, If you, for anyone listening out there, what is a little piece of advice that you could give someone who's maybe thinking of uh, going booze free or, you know, in their journey, what, what is a little p- a nugget of advice you can give them? Start simple. Um, mm. I would say for my, my own personal journey is just um, it's, it can be hard, right? Like if this is a lifestyle that you've lived for a long time and alcohol has been a big part of it, um, going booze free is a big commitment, right? And it's, it might mm. be scary to some people, it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to fit in um, if, right. if I don't have alcohol in this environment. But I would just say starting simple and just kind of just taking gradual steps with it. Um, that's what I learned in my own journey. Um, and having some support from the folks in the one year no beer group that I mentioned is that um, there's a lot of folks that are out there and the things like that you do. Um, mm-hmm. It's just having a support system for folks that you um you know, just talk to. Right. And I think that's a big part of it. And then just being honest with yourself. Right. And those that ask questions on your journey is what's your why? Like be clear and be genuine and authentic about what's your why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, and it's not that you're doing it for somebody else. It's you're doing it for yourself. Right. Like there's a reason why you're making that, that conscious decision. So I think really just starting with that is thinking about why you're doing it. Um, is really important. And then just doing what you can to stay committed to it. It takes discipline, um, but just staying a course. And mm-hmm. if you have some missteps along the way, right, then that's mm-hmm. all right. Just just get back on the horse and try again. Because um, it's probably inevitable if it's been a big part of your life for a long time, those pressures right. are still going to exist. You're still going to get put in those environments. And if you have a misstep and you drink something, you know, that's fine. Or maybe you just want to do it for, a season, right? Maybe you you just want it, you know, for 30 days, or maybe you just want to take a few nights off a week. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing that we really believe it's, it's really up to you, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a choice and that's, it's totally up to who you are. Right. And then you can ha- head over to NA craft and grab yourself some non-alcoholic alternatives. So you don't have to dip into the, to the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I think you do. And I, I think you'll, you know, that you'll find is um, when you see and taste like some of the products today, like we're talking about, mm-hmm. that it is very different. So another thing to add to that is just having an open mind, right? Like yeah. when you think about going booze free, it's not looking at it as what booze free is or the stereotype that it comes with, right? I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we've talked about it a little bit earlier but a lot of times there's a stereotype that comes into that, which is, well, what did you do? Like what happened? Like, or 
what, what's going on? Is there, are you not like, are you not healthy? And yeah. no, it's, you can ju- <laughs> yeah, like there, there's people just default to that, right? There's gotta be something yeah. wrong with why you're making that change. Or maybe there is not anything wrong, but maybe there is just a, you know, a specific reason to why you're making that decision. But mm-hmm. I think if you just approach it with an open mind and, and trying it, um, mm-hmm. and I, I looked at it really on my journey as it, it kind of just started as a social experiment, which is just like, how am I going to feel like, and how right. hard is it going to be being around family and friends and things like that, knowing that's a big part of those interactions. Um, mm-hmm. But then taking that and just being curious about some of the things that are in the market and finding that these things satisfy my taste. And that's what I was really right. missing is that it yeah. wasn't the alcohol, the alcohol that I was missing. It was the taste. And that's why the quality mm-hmm. of the products that we carry and the quality of the suppliers that we work with are so important is that needs to be the feeling that needs to be the emotion is it's mm-hmm. based on the taste. That's the sensation you get. And that's what we feel these products that are aimed at the non-alcoholic market are doing is they're focused so much on the quality and the taste of the product it's not the after effects, right? It's not the sensation you get based on the alcohol. Yes, exactly. I love it. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you? NACraftBeverages.com. Woo. Get it. And Instagram? On Instagram. So we have two handles. um, Because as you can tell, I have a ton of passion about beer. We talked about that for most of the time. Um, (laughs) We have a a handle on Instagram, NACraftBeer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another handle that I would say is everything else that we focus on, which would be like our hot teas or our sparkling hop waters or alcohol free wines or cold brew coffees. Um, mm-hmm. That would be at NA Craft Bev for NA Craft Beverages. Perfect. Kevin, thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your journey and your experiences and knowledge. Um, head over to NACraftBeverages.com and get your treats today. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. How fantastic is Kevin? And don't forget to check out nacraftbeverages.com. They have all your non-alcoholic beverage needs. And guess what? They will deliver it right to your door. You don't need to leave your house, which guess what? You can't. So it is the perfect solution to all your non-alcoholic beverage needs. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave us some feedback about the podcast. We love to hear your comments and suggestions and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide and head over to asobergirlsguide.com for tips, tricks, and downloadable tools to help you along your recovery journey. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.